Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They freed us all from tyranny. We stand for liberty. And they fought so we would be America. Land of the free. Hi. And welcome to the Growing Patriots Podcast. I'm Amelia Hamilton, your host and author and a history nerd, and I'm so excited to have you along with me while we talk about this amazing country of ours. Since this is the first episode ever, we're going to start right at the beginning as we establish the the first American colony at Jamestown. We're going all the way back to the year 1606, 412 years ago. For what we'll be learning later in this episode, let's meet our first guest. I'm Jack, and I'm five years old, and I'm from Brooklyn. Thank you so much for being with us today, Jack. What are your questions for the expert? Why did people leave their homes to go to the New World? Why did people leave their homes to go to the New World? That's a great question. Were there kids on the ship? How many kids were on the ship? Were there kids on the ships to the New World, and how many? We're going to find that out in a little bit. Were there animals on the ship? Were there animals on the ships? We'll find out. What did they do on the boat to pass their time? What did they do on the boat to pass the time? Those are four great questions, and we'll get to the answers in just a minute. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about the history. What does it mean to be a colony anyway? Hundreds of years ago, when much of the world had been unexplored, kings and queens wanted to make their kingdoms bigger. They would send out explorers to find new lands to claim for their country. Those new lands would become colonies. They might be far away from the kingdom, but they weren't their own countries. They were ruled by the king or queen, and the people who lived there were called colonists. People who came to America from England in 1606 didn't think of themselves as Americans. Not yet but as English people living in an American colony. So King James of England wanted a bigger kingdom. The Charter of 1606 was created, which was also called the First Charter of Virginia. And that gave something called the Virginia Company permission to go to Virginia and set up a colony for England. But it was their job to find people who wanted to move to the New World. They had to get the ships, and they had to bring their own supplies. And their plan, well, their hope anyway, was to find something like gold or silver, which would make them rich. They were also supposed to spread the Christian religion, and faith in the colonies is really important. It's so important that there will be a whole episode about a lot of different beliefs later. So remember that for now, but you'll hear a lot more about it in a few weeks. But now, on to the voyage. 
On December 20th, 1606, the colonists set sail in three ships. They were called the Susan Constant, Godspeed, and Discovery. The biggest one was Susan Constant. Have you ever been on vacation with your parents and rented a car? Well, this was a rented ship. So after they went all the way across the ocean to bring passengers to Jamestown, they had to sail all the way back again to return it. Discovery was the smallest of the boats, and Godspeed was just a little bit bigger than that. Do you know what Godspeed means? It's something you say to someone when they start a long journey to wish them good luck. You might want to say it to your mom next time she goes to Target. Godspeed also went back to England, but Discovery stayed in Virginia. In fact, in December of 1607, just a year later, Captain John Smith, have you ever heard of him? Well, he sailed her to look for food, and that's where he met Pocahontas. I bet some of you have heard that story. Now that you're all caught up on the history, let's get back to Jack's questions. with Jack's questions today, we have the perfect expert, on-site education program manager for the Jamestown Yorktown Foundation, Anne Price Hardister. Anne, thanks for being with us today. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Let's just jump right back into Jack's questions and get the answers this time. Why did people leave their homes to go to a new world? That's a great question. Uh, Why did people leave their homes to come to the new world? There were a lot of different kinds of people who came to the New World, and so there were different reasons. But there were two main reasons why people came to Virginia. Um, Most of the people who were coming here early on came from England, and England in 1607 was a very crowded place. There were a lot of people living there who had no jobs and even no homes. And those people were anxious to find a new place to live, a new land to live in where they would have opportunity. So many of those people, the the laboring class, the folks who um, uh, needed jobs, needed work, ventured to Mm -hmm. Virginia in the hopes of finding um, opportunity of getting land and being able to farm. Um, Once Mm -hmm. tobacco began to grow well here in Virginia, lots of uh, farmers came over, lots of people who came as indentured servants, and they would work for a number of years for somebody else, and then they would be able to earn their own land and have their own farm. Other people... Yeah, other people came because they um, were already fairly well off. They owned a lot of um, oh, land in England. These were the rich people. But they had heard that there was gold and silver to be found in Virginia. And in fact, uh, yeah, some reports even <laughs> said that there was gold to be picked up on the beaches of Virginia. Oh, gosh. <laughs> a little exaggeration, but, uh, well, a big exaggeration. So right. These people decided that they would come over and look for gold and silver. Is that how they chose Jamestown? Well, they chose Jamestown particularly because it was an area that was not inhabited by the Spanish. The Spanish um, had already occupied a lot of the coast of South America and Central America and were even living in Florida. They had made their settlement at St. Augustine, Florida, decades, years before Mm -hmm. The English came to Jamestown. So the English came to Jamestown partly because that was a place where they felt they could safely put a settlement 
without being attacked by the Spanish. And they did believe that there was gold in Virginia. Um, there have been some reports about that, but they never really found gold in Virginia. The people who came for land and for, okay. to raise tobacco were the ones who ended up actually finding wealth. Okay, so they felt like it would be a safe and prosperous place to, to start a new colony. Yes, they okay. did. Okay, we'll go on to Jack's second question. Why were kids on the ship? How many kids were on the ship? Okay, uh, were there kids on the ship and how many? We don't know how many children there were. We know that there were some young boys. Girls, there were no women or girls at all on the first three ships, the Susan Constant, Godspeed, and Discovery that brought the settlers over in 1607. But there, uh, there were ship's boys. And when you were okay. uh, in England, when you reached the age of about 10 or so, maybe 11, you often were put with another family to learn a trade, to learn a job. Some boys were given to the ships. They were given to... Um, either the Navy or to merchant ships so that the boys could learn to be sailors. So from the time you were 11, you might okay. be on a ship that was going to sail all the way to the New World from England. And that must have been quite an adventure. Those boys had to learn all about yeah. the points of the compass and all the ropes and lines on the ship and how to sail so that when they grew up, they could be sailors or they might even be captains of ships someday. The other boys that were on the ships... Um, were servants to some of the men who were coming over. So we know that some of the wealthier men brought boys with them who would have helped them with their armor and kind of like a squire in medieval times. They might have helped them to, you know, get dressed and to, to take care of their weapons and things like that. But those are the only boys we know of, um, and we really don't know how many It'd be nice to know more about those things, but they didn't always write down the details. And that's the only way we find out is through the writings they yeah. left behind. So for the boys that were there to learn a trade, would they have settled in the New World or would they go back to England? The boys who came over with their... with Now, the ship's boys would have stayed ship's with boys. And in fact, some of those boys were actually traded to the Powhatan Indians um, for a period of time. Um, the Indians would would trade an Indian boy to the English, and the English would trade an Indi an English boy to oh. the Indians, and that way they could begin to learn each other's languages and learn more about the different cultures that they were um, encountering. So some of those boys, yeah, they were kind of we call them maybe, well, they were they were like um, messengers oh. in a way. They went to the other sure. to the Indian village to share or language. Ambassadors, the ambassadors, sure. Yeah. So on to Jack's third question. Were there animals on the ship? Were there any animals on the ships? There were some animals on the ships. When they first came over, they brought chickens and pigs. And they brought chickens, of course, because chickens have lots of uses, don't they? They do. Yes, you can eat them, you can eat their eggs, and it's it, it they they chickens are very easy to keep alive. Pigs are mm -hmm. the same thing. Um, the English ate a lot of pork to begin with, but pigs could just be tur turned out in the woods um, outside the fort, and they would um, eat whatever was on the ground and get fat, and then there'd be good ham in the fall. Okay. Cows and horses came later. Okay. What did they do on the boat to pass their time? What, what would the passengers have done on the boat to pass the time? 
That's a long journey. What did they do all day? It is a very long journey. Sometimes they were allowed to come up on the top deck and look around and see the ocean, but a lot of times they just stay below and played checkers and backgammon, maybe sang songs, told stories, things like that. And how long was the boat ride? Almost four and a half months. Oh, gosh. Wow. And so these were some seasoned captains who brought them over, I assume? They were. What do we know about the captains? Well, Captain Christopher Newport was a very seasoned sailor, and he had been to the New World several times before. He um, even had lost an arm in a fight with some pirates. So Captain Newport was, he knew the way here. He was the admiral of the fleet. So he was probably on the largest ship, and he was the leader of the fleet. So there were three ships, and he was the most important. Now, another one of the captains was Bartholomew Gosnold, and he had also been to the New World before. So he knew the way as well. And then we have John Radcliffe that we don't know too much about, but he had an alias. He had two names. His name was John Radcliffe, but his name was also John Sycamore. And I think there's a little bit of a cloud over his head. We're not too sure about John Radcliffe, but um, those were the three captains. And they did have experience as sailors, and two of the three, at least, had been here before. So they knew the way. Okay. And when did John Smith come to Jamestown? John Smith came on the first voyage over. He was an army captain, yes. Captain John Smith was an army captain, and he had had many adventures. Um, He was only in his 20s when he came to Jamestown, but he had had many adventures before he he came to Jamestown. He was a merchant soldier and had fought in Turkey. He had, according to him anyway, traveled to North Africa and all kinds of places. And John Smith was... Mm -hmm actually a very good leader. Um, He was, because of his military experience, he understood men, he understood the men, and he understood how to work with the Indians. And he also understood about Mm -hmm. having good defenses and weapons. So he was a very, very good person to have here. Yeah, I always thought he captained one of those main three boats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people think that. Yeah, he, he really was just a, he was an army captain. He got in trouble on the way over, actually, and they had him confined below decks for a while because he was uh, stirring up some trouble. But we don't know the details on oh. that, so we don't have to talk about that too much. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. I'd love to know that story. I would. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you mentioned uh, you know, things about defense and the weapons. Are those things that would have been brought with them? Because I know uh space was very at a premium and there wasn't much you could bring with you. Yes, they did bring their weapons. Um, They brought matchlock muskets. They brought um, pikes, which are long spears that were typically used in European warfare. And they brought brought Mm -hmm. armor as well. They brought breastplates, metal breastplates, some little bit of chain mail, probably not a ton of chain mail, but um, helmets, uh, helmets as well so that they could protect themselves from Really, the Spanish, they were always worried the Spanish would attack them here, but they had more problems with the local Indians, with the Powhatan Indians. Sometimes they were in a condition of peace with the Indians and sometimes not. Other things that they brought would be things that you would expect for building a settlement. You might need to have access to cut down trees and tools to shape wood, and you would need to have some food to start yourself out. And they brought, uh, they brought seeds and sure. tools for gardening so that they could soon plant their own food. Uh, what, what about food and water for the journey itself? 
Well, they did bring food, and the food for the journey would have been uh, dried or pickled or salted. So we know they brought salted fish. Um, they brought dried bread called ship's biscuit. And later on in history, that was called hard bread. They even were still using it, I think, in World War II. Um, they would have had pickled eggs, maybe, and they ate rice and things like that, dried foods, a lot of dried, pickled, and preserved for the ship. For water, they didn't really drink water. Water would not last on the ship, so they brought um, small beer, which was water that had just uh, had, had just enough hops, fermented hops in it, that it was not really something that would cause, you know, drunkenness, but it would just help to kill some of the bacteria. They didn't know about bacteria, but they knew that small beer was the right thing. Right. Yeah, they knew sick. that the bad water would okay. make you sick. So they knew how to get around that. Interesting. Gosh, yep. Not a lot of space and a lot of need. So they had to be very careful about they what did, they did, and they had, um, they had Two, three decks on the ship, of course, the main deck and then the middle deck, which was called the tween deck between the top and bottom. And on that deck, they had most of the cargo and the passengers. So the cargo was in barrels and in boxes all over the deck. And then the people slept kind of on top of that and between. So it would have been really, really crowded in that tween deck with 54 passengers on the Susan Constant and then smaller numbers on the Godspeed and the Discovery. Wow. All right. And then uh, there are reproductions of those three boats at Jamestown, right? There are. We have uh, full-size reproductions of the three ships, yes. And they um, do sail. Um, all three of them are sailable. So we can take those on voyages to visit school groups and festivals and things um, within a couple of hundred miles range. We could go further than that, but we try to keep them close to home because we like to have them near our museums. Sure. Well, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it is. I think they have a great time on those sails. It's, they're beautiful ships to see under sail. Well, that sounds great. And thank you so much for joining us today and answering some questions about the voyage to the new world. Well, this was really fun. And I hope that Jack enjoys the answers to the questions. And uh, I appreciated being invited. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today, too, Jack. Thank you, Amelia Hamilton. That was so interesting. I learned some things I never knew before. How about you? Hearing about Christopher Newport made me want to learn even more about him. So before we go, I want to tell you one of the stories that I learned. In 1585, War broke out between England and Spain, and Christopher Newport became a privateer. And that's almost like being a pirate, except that the King of England gave him permission. He was raiding Spanish ships for treasure and then bringing it back to England. So in 1590, when he was capturing one of those ships, he got into a fight, and that's when he lost his arm, like Anne was telling us earlier. It didn't slow him down, though, and he was still one of the best privateers on the sea. In 1592... He got the greatest treasure of the century and brought back to England 500 tons of spices, silks, gemstones, and other treasures. In 1605, he went on a mission to the Caribbean and brought back a present for King James, a wild boar and two baby crocodiles. Can you believe it? I cannot imagine getting a baby crocodile as a present. 
So it's no wonder that King James was so impressed with Captain Newport that he let him lead the expedition to settle Jamestown and made him Admiral of Virginia, is it? Now that we've talked about the voyage to the New World, next week we're going to talk about what happened when everyone got there. We're going to be talking about the Jamestown settlement and how it all worked. What about you guys? If you were going to a whole new land, what would you bring with you? I would bring my dog Virgil, um, probably some favorite books, papers and pens to write to people at home. There weren't any pictures yet, but I would like to bring drawings of people and places that were special to me. You can let me know what you'd bring by sending a tweet to Growing Patriots or sharing it with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash growingpatriots. That's G-R-O-W-I-N-G-P-A-T-R-I-O-T-S. And to learn more about me and the Growing Patriot children's books, you can visit growingpatriots.com. I'll also be sharing some information about what we learned today on Facebook and Twitter. So that's all for today. Thanks for joining me, and I can't wait to see you next time. And they fought so we would-